0: Happy Friday, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Stripe Show podcast. Happy hour express edition. As you know, I'm your host, Samantha Marks, bringing you everything you need to know from this week in golf in about 10 minutes. So a super quick way to get all your news from the week. We've got some news this week for sure. So let's get right to it. We can't waste any time. In the rundown today, we're going to talk about Tiger Woods' car accident and brutal leg injuries um, earlier this week, and I am convinced... That if you happen to miss that news, that you probably live under a rock. But we're still going to go over it anyway and uh, talk about how he's doing now and the updates from the last few days. Terrible stuff there, and of course we all wish him the best. We're going to get into my love-hate relationship with Concession Golf Club. Um, this week's WGC on the PGA Tour is played there. It was supposed to be WGC in Mexico, as we all know. Um, was changed uh, locations to concession just in the past few months. So they had to kind of scramble there, but um, we'll get into that a little bit of the first round action, some funny stuff from Brooks and some bad scores from some big names. And then the LPGA is here in Orlando at Lake Nona. Um, Lydia Ko is using the Kyle Berkshire rocking move off the tee, and she's leading after round one. So we'll get into that. Phil is in action on the Champions Tour and that event starts today. And Madeline Sagstrom opened up about uh, childhood sexual abuse, a terrible event that turned into an inspiring video that really went viral this week on social media. So good on her for sharing that and moving towards healing. So we'll get to all that starting with Tiger Woods car accident earlier this week. We'll recap it just in case somehow you did miss it. On Tuesday morning, just after seven o'clock in the morning outside of L.A., Tiger was in a serious single car accident and is, quote, fortunate to be alive as the sheriff's office said in their press conference that day. He had emergency surgery for multiple leg injuries, which included rods, pins, and screws being inserted into uh, his legs, but he's reported to be awake, responsive, and recovering. He was transferred hospitals um, in the last 24 hours as well to continue recovering. Apparently, he was on his way uh, to a golf digest and discovery shoot early Tuesday morning, crashed over a median onto the opposite side of the the road in a dirt area with trees and rocks and um, the Genesis courtesy car he was in was mangled. But thankfully, Tiger, like we said, got out of it alive. Um, He then had a 10 hour emergency surgery and apparently has no recollection of the car accident at all, which is so scary. The whole situation is so sad, but we have to be grateful for the fact that he is alive and well overall. Okay. Whether he plays golf again or not is not important at this point, um, not important at all. And for the people worried about that and making light of it on social media, you need to look at the bigger picture. He's going to be able to throw a football with his kids and walk his daughter down the aisle. And for that, we have to be thankful. Tiger has given us more than we could have ever asked for in his comeback in the recent years, including the 2019 Masters win. Um, From now, it will be interesting to see how he recovers. But we were blessed to even get that performance from him. So we'll see what happens. We're glad that he's okay. Of course, we all wish him well and sending the best to his family, his team and Erica uh, and his kids as well. Moving on now to concession golf club. Uh, If you follow me on Twitter, Then you know this already, but I played for Arkansas, as some of you may know. And in 2015, NCAAs were played there Uh, on the broadcast. They've mentioned it several times. That's where Bryson won NCAAs that year. And what a monster that course is. I shot my highest college round ever in round one, which included a nine on the par five 13th hole en route to a smooth little 85, a thing of absolute nightmares. That course absolutely terrifies me, and I've had nightmares of it since. Anytime anybody even utters the word concession for any reason, I am just shaking. Um, I could keep going, but I won't. It seems as though some pros feel similarly to how I feel because as far as the top of the leaderboard, we've got Brooksy, Brooks Kepka, of course, with the quotes always listen to this after round one he shot five under 67 great round he said yeah I didn't play a practice round I mean my caddy walked it and I have a yardage book so I don't find it difficult okay Brooks we get it you're the shit nothing you say can make me dislike that man something about the arrogance really gets to me and I really like it golf needs a character like that and I really like that Brooks does that and then for the most part is able to back it up, but the course is getting firm and fast with the temperatures here in Florida. There were some high scores out there. Bryson shot 77 world. Number one DJ shot 77 pretty interesting considering that going into the event, everybody was talking about how it was going to be a bomber's paradise and don't know uh, how that lends to those scores near the bottom of the leaderboard. Matthew Wolf, I believe shot an 81 or 82 and then withdrew. So I don't have any thoughts on that. I'm not a big fan of withdrawing ever. Um, Hopefully he's okay and it was for a legitimate reason, but who really knows? It should be an exciting weekend on a brutal golf course, so I'm looking forward to watching it and not having to play it. On the LPGA front, Annika Sorenstam is back in action for the first time in 13 years, which is incredible, playing in this week's LPGA Gainbridge at her home club of Lake Nona, which is here in South Orlando-ish. And she shot a smooth little 75 in round one. Not bad for competing on the tour for the first time in that long. Um, but the leaderboard looks so good. Lydia Ko also belongs to Lake Nona. She leads the way after round one. She's doing that little Kyle Berkshire move on the course, the one where he kind of rocks back and forth on his feet, gains momentum right before he hits his driver. So it's pretty insane that she's doing that in tournament play, but it's clearly working for her. And uh, I would love to see Lydia win for the first time in a couple couple years. Um, she even said, which I found interesting that when she plays around Lake Nona normally where she's a member, she doesn't usually keep score, which I can relate to. And I'm sure a lot of people listening to this can, when you play your home course, like you're just playing for fun. You don't necessarily always keep score. So she said it was, it was interesting to have to keep score on her own home course. Yani Sang is also making a return, but not in the way that we had hoped. This is her first LPGA tour start since April of 2019 and she shot 81, so hoping that she turns around there. I love that period on the LPGA Tour where she was winning a lot. I thought that was really good for the game, and I would love to see her uh, come back and uh, at least turn this event around and maybe maybe make a push on Friday to make the cut. Now on to the Champions Tour. Phil Mickelson is playing in this week's Colaguard Classic at Tucson National. He could become the first player to win his first three starts on the PGA Tour Champions He'd go three for three but he struggled on the regular PGA tour this season. So he said he's going to start playing more champions tour events. Um, He's only made four of eight cuts on the PGA tour this season, and he's got some good competition over on the champions tour. I love watching the champions tour. It's one of my favorite events to watch any event really, because I like how these guys hit it more. So our distance, like normal people distance, they're not out there bombing it 400 yards, like the Bryson's and Rory's and DJ's and, and Dustin's of the world so it's it's really fun to see I mean the competition out there is insane we've got Bernhard Langer Davis Love the third Mike Weir Ernie Els Jim Furyk all those guys are near the top of the points list so Phil he's got to work for these wins these aren't just just show up and win wins so we'll see if he'll be able to do a three for three we know that Phil likes to break some records so it would not shock me if he got it done this week And our last topic, uh, Madeline Sagstrom, LPGA tour player, um, a little piece on social media on LPGA came out this week, and she shared a a story about childhood sexual abuse by a family friend. Um, Last week, we talked about Bubba Watson opening up about his mental health in an article. And I cannot express how much I love that these players are showing us their struggles because oftentimes when we see people on on TV or we see them on social media, all we're seeing is the good stuff. Um, And I really like that they're, showing us that they have real problems too. They're real people. They're normal people, just like us. And obviously what happened to Madeline is tragic and it's uh, traumatizing and it's horrific. Um, But her opening up about this was awesome to see for a lot of people. And I'm sure it helped a lot of people who have been in that same situation know that they're not alone. So kudos to her on sharing her story and moving forward, because I'm sure that was a big part of what she needed to do in order to continue healing for that. So I'm really impressed by also her ability to articulate the story. And if you haven't watched that, you definitely should because it's very inspiring. Um, so good on her. Well, that's that'll kind of do it for this week. We've got Puerto Rico Open, WGC, LPGA, PGA Tour Champions, a stacked week of golf. You can pretty much watch golf all day, all weekend, which is the recipe for the best weekend ever. So we covered a lot this week. Thanks for bearing with me. But that's my goal here on Friday is just deliver you the most news in the least amount of time as possible, get you caught up with what happened this week, um, and I hope you had fun with me. And stay tuned to Travis Fulton's Twitter, Instagram, Stripe Show podcast if you're having fun with me here on fridays subscribe leave a review give us five stars um, if you had fun with me today and i look forward to seeing you guys next week until then cheers and make it a great weekend
1: let's take a second to talk about the guys and girls over at encore golf encore has earned a reputation of having the most cutting edge technology in their golf balls that the industry has seen in quite some time their team in Buffalo, New York, is changing the script of golf technology through the perimeter weighted designs, use of high density particles, and even a nano transitional layer in their latest creation, which offers players enhanced accuracy and control for every shot on the course and extreme velocity off the tee. They already have their award winning Elixir and Avant 55 golf balls, but the new Vero X1 is the highest performance ball to date with their full suit of golf balls. They are transforming the game for players of all skill levels. Visit EncoreGolf.com slash Travis Fulton for more details about their products that are revolutionizing the game. Now back to the Stripe Show podcast.